Boyfriend Experience. A Good Omens Podfic, written by The Wolf and read by Jarp. Crowley blew out a tired sigh that pittered out into a weak snarl as they shucked their rope and hoisted themselves up onto the padded table. If this wasn't a hole-in-a-wall appointment, and with this particular pussycat of a client in particular, Crowley would have absolutely cancelled. They were not in the right mindset to being doing this particular job of theirs, much less the mood. Not after the absolute exhausting shitfest of a day they had had at their primary job. They had to force themselves to take a few deep breaths and count to ten before they could find the required level of patience and muscle control necessary to feed their lower half through the padded opening in the wall and successfully find the feet stirrups on the other side. The flat screen angled toward them provided an overhead view of the room beyond, but it was only so much help. They frowned up at the smaller, grayscale version of their legs in the image with thin patience as they wriggled and adjusted until the spread of their legs didn't look quite so much like they were waiting on a pep smear. The client was a sure thing, yeah, but Crowley was a goddamn professional. So, even tired and irritated, they were going to at least try to make the gimmicky setup something approaching alluring. Once settled, they snatched up the little remote that controlled the air pressure for the hole's padded lining and pumped the inner tube until the soft, velvety cover fabric sealed snug over their waist, pinning them gently to the table. Another few seconds of meditative breathing got them about as far into the right headspace as they were going to get, or that was really needed in this sort of setup where they didn't have to worry about their face acting. Then they messaged Eric that they were ready and made themselves gently sit down instead of toss their phone onto the side table next to their water and the panic button. The image on the monitor remained static for another minute or so, but then the door to the connected room opened and the pale, curly-headed figure of Crowley's client, a man who went by fell at the club, stepped through. As always, he stopped just after closing the door behind him to collect himself, gaze trained on where Crowley's lower half was played white on lewd display. There was a whole ritual of straightening cuffs and waistcoat and shifting his weight that he would go through before approaching. Crowley felt the lingering skull soften as they watched with vague fondness as he worked himself through the motions. At first, they'd wondered if the whole process was some sort of pre-sex psych-up or fuzzy-looking middle-aged man version of reflexive peacocking. But Fel had been requesting them for long enough by now that they'd been able to observe the way things evolved over time. The gestures loosening up, the amount of time spent shortening. The poor bastard was just anxious. That it was anxiety and seemed to be improving with each visit was one of the reasons Crowley was so reluctant to cancel on him, even on a day when they were ready to fling themselves into their own bed at half past six in the evening and pass out. Because they were a soft-hearted idiot. The other reason, though, was because they always left sessions with Val, feeling almost like they were the one who'd paid for a service. After the plodding, miserable hours of their primary job, coming here to accept this particular fussy man's money almost felt like getting away with something. If they were willing to be totally honest with themselves, Sharing an hour with him would probably even make it easier to relax enough 
before going home to actually get some good rest from their passing out. Finally, fell across the room and, also according to habit, hesitated before touching them. The pause was a little longer today than had become usual, like it was the first time, and not the eighth or ninth, or whatever they were on, but eventually he reached out to gently lay his palm on the outside of their ankle. He always waited a bit after the first touch, before he'd close his hand in a brief squeeze, like he wanted to be sure they had a moment to process his presence before he did anything like grab hold. The courtesy was stupidly endearing in a face-palmy sort of way, since it was pretty much the opposite of the point of this setup. But to each his own. The heat of Fel's hand, the reassuring pressure, was familiar enough by now that Crowley had developed a tiny bit of a Pavlovian response. Their shoulders started relaxing against the table, even though they hadn't really been conscious until that moment of tensing them. They wiggled their foot in a return greeting, which must have drawn his attention to the home-done pedicure, because his hand tracked down over and around their foot to clasp their toes in a delicate, courtly-looking hold, so he could admire them. Fell rubbed his thumb over the shiny varnish decorating their big toe and gave them another lingering squeeze. Crowley couldn't see his expression from the mostly top-down view of the camera to be able to properly gauge his reaction. It was just as likely the squeeze meant he approved of the color. They'd liked what he'd used during their last session so much they'd hunted it down for their personal use, as he was maybe tutting over their less-than-meticulous application. They didn't have the patience he did. They frowned, though, when he slumped more, then sat down onto the little rolly stool set in the space between the stirrups. His posture was normally so correct, he made Crowley want to slouch extra hard to compensate. But today he had an actual curve to his spine. A morose-looking curve. Fell took up their foot in both hands and tuck his thumbs into the arch to start up a nice massage. It was one of the ways he usually started out his time with them, before moving on to one of the another spa-like services, he was apparently so keen to spend money to give someone rather than receive. Or get paid for. Christ, his hands worked miracles. It was a wonder he didn't take up work as a technician or therapist at some swank spa. But... There was a defeated hunch to his form today that was making Crony's guts churn with unease. His mood didn't seem to improve as he worked his way up their calf and then hooked their knee over his shoulder so he could walk his thumbs up the back of their hamstring. Crowley writhed and cursed quietly on the table and breathed through the delicious burn of it but they weren't able to fully relax into the experience like they'd grown accustomed to doing. Normally, by now, they'd be well on their way to falling into a blissed-out stupor, letting him have his way with their legs and hips and arse as he doted on them with his hands and usually either some fabulous smelling oil or body butter that left their skin feeling as soft as their muscles. His touch was always a little too sensual and lingering to really pass for an honest spa treatment, but that was part of why Crowley found it so affecting. There was an intimacy to the way he handled them, a sort of adoring worship that they found unfairly affecting. The first few visits, they'd even been halfway toward annoyed by the experience. 
They like to approach interactions with new clients with as much cautious detachment as they could get away with and not botch the service. It gave them a better chance to suss out both the client and their own reactions to them, so they could cultivate the right mental balance to ensure that if they became a regular, Crowley would be able to keep things nice and professional. But Crowley was also a glutton for affectionate pampering, so they'd heroically powered through the mortifying ordeal of a client, actually making them feel, bewilderingly, a tiny bit like a cherished lover. It wasn't the first gamble they'd ever made. And it had all worked out, because Feld just kept coming back to put his lovely, strong hands all over their lower half with all the tender attention and care of a bloody gentleman. And Crowley had eventually gotten used to leaving the sessions vaguely turned on and pleasantly muzzy-headed and relaxed. Today, though, their attention remained fixed on the set of Fell's shoulders, the extra-low bow of his hat. They just couldn't not see that something was off. They'd watched him work through plenty of struggles by now to have a pretty good read on his body language. They had a fair idea of how he carried himself when he was feeling some version of anxious, hesitant, embarrassed, dithering. Usually, any fluttery display of nerves preceded some new indulgent treatment he wanted to pamper them with, but was, apparently, self-conscious about. But he'd never looked like this, like the weight of the world was on his shoulders, and he wasn't up to pretending he didn't feel it slowly crushing him. And the thing was, Crowley knew exactly what to do when a specific sort of client was looking like, or tried telling them, they were feeling this way. They had a few semi-regulars who treated them more like an agony aunt, or shoulder to cry on, than a sex worker. But those sorts Crowley always met in more traditional, face-to-face -face setups, where the client had the benefit of a pair of ears to listen, arms to hold them, eyes to witness them, and even a mouth to tell them everything would be all right if they could stand it. But Fell wasn't that sort of client. Or, at the very least, he wasn't in the right sort of space to properly be that sort of client. This was a hole in the wall room. Pretty much no one booked time with Crowley's anonymous persona in these rooms who wanted anything more than a thrillingly anonymous fuck. That fell had, from the start, defied those expectations. Crowley had initially chalked up as him being the sort who had a particular dirty fantasy in mind, but had gotten a little in over his head and just needed to ease himself into living it out. Or that he found dealing with just the business end of a sex worker less intimidating than the whole thing. As their sessions progressed, though, and Fell had continued to just pamper Crowley's lower half in ways entirely sensually devastating, but not very sexual, they'd started to wonder if there wasn't someone out there in the real world, someone unattainable, that he was fantasizing about taking care of so tenderly, and that being unable to see Crowley's face made it easier to suspend his own disbelief. Whatever his actual deal was, Crowley was invested in his continued satisfaction. And, for better or worse, it wasn't just because he was such an easy client. A surge of protective irritation swelled in their chest, and they scowled at the screen. Maybe it wasn't really their place, 
or even a good idea, but fucking hell, he couldn't expect them to not react to him sitting there looking like the world's most forlorn golden retriever. They weren't sure Fel actually realized, consciously, that they could see him. He didn't carry himself like the clients who knew where the camera was, whether they looked up at the discreetly placed lens or not. But honestly, the difference in his posture was evident, even from the angled drape of their leg over his back. Fuck it. Crowley lifted their own leg and caught their heel around Fell's lower back, then did their best to squeeze him close in a hug with both limbs. He twitched in surprise, hands stilling on their upper thigh, and went very still. With a moolish set to their jaw, Crowley wriggled and growled until they got a better angle and, more or less, dragged him in as close as they could get him on the wheelie stool, pinturing him inwards until his plush chest was pressed tight between the V of their legs. Felp didn't seem to know what to do with himself at first, apart from not resisting the awkward embrace. But then he crumpled forward onto them like his strings had been cut. Crowley sucked in a surprised breath at the first wash of damp heat and nuzzling pressure as he buried his face into their belly. But recovered quickly and resettled their legs around him, one wrapped around the middle of his back and the other over his shoulder. Fell curled an arm around each of their thighs in a hug and, after a moment, turned his head to the side, presumably so he could actually breathe. There was only so much of Crowley's lower half available through the hole for headresting, which meant his cheek ended up pillowed on the swell of their mons. Just like most interactions with Fell, though, what might have felt like the prelude to something lewd just felt intensely intimate in a way that made Crowley want to pat him on the head and reassure him he was doing a fine job. What the position also did was give Crowley their first long, unobstructed look at his face, or at least half of it. They'd had glimpses of him before, but the angle of the camera meant he existed in their mind's eye mostly as a plump, well-manicured pair of hands, broad shoulders, and a soft-looking head of fluffy curls. Upon more avid study, Crowley realized he was also stupidly gorgeous. Though the tight furrow to his brow and unhappy pinch to his lips wasn't their favorite thing ever. Damn it, you beautiful bastard. What the hell is the matter? Crowley muttered. Their fingers twitched where they were gripping the sides of the table, itching to grab onto chaotic curls and tuck until he spilled all his secrets. But Crowley was mostly on one side of the wall and Fell was on the other by his choice. There wasn't much they could do for him beyond what they were already doing. Not without deflating the edges of the hole and doing something undignified, like trying to yell at him through the gap, or slither all the way through into his side of the split room if he fancied. Although... Crowley tapped their fingers on the edge of the bed as they mentally rifled through what they could recall about the rules of engagement in these sorts of rooms. There wasn't anything they could recall that expressly forbid doing either of those things. Most of the rules were in place for the sex worker's safety and comfort, not the client's, given the extra amount of physical vulnerability in their setup. Without giving themselves too much time to think about it, they snatched up the little pressure remote from the side table and deflated the tube. Fell's head jumped up at the noise, 
and Crowley reflexively squeezed him tighter to make sure he didn't scupper prematurely. Oi, what's wrong? They called quickly, just as soon as they could see a bit of light leaking through the edges of the hole. In the grip of their legs, Farrell was stock still. On the screen, it looked like he was staring at the seam of the gap between their belly and the loosened edges of the hole. You're gloomy today, Crowley went on, with the half-baked notion that if they just acted like there was nothing out of the ordinary happening, they could bypass whatever freeze response he seemed stuck in. I want us both having a good time here, you know. It's not on if I'm getting a nice massage, and you're not enjoying yourself giving it to me. Um, Fell squeaked, fingers flexing on her thighs. I mean, you don't have to tell me, Crowley backtracked hastily. Not if you don't want to, obviously, but... Uh, is there something else we could do here that... Would help cheer you up. I mean, if a good leg cuddle is all it'll take, that's grand. We can just keep doing this for the rest of the time, no problem. But, you know, if there's something else you might want, lay it on me. If it's not something I can do, I'll tell you. Why are you... he asked, voice incredibly posh and lost-sounding. And then, with more fervent incredulity, Why would you... He cut himself off with a sharply indrawn breath. But he didn't try to pull away. Crowley gave him an encouraging squeeze and wrestled with how to answer the question. Problem was... They knew exactly why they would offer to do more than what was on paper, and it wasn't, exactly, the smartest call on their part. Not if they wanted to keep things nice and clear between them as worker and client. But they were kind of an idiot, and dead curious what might happen if they opened this particular door. And... Whatever, nothing ventured, nothing gained, and all that tribe. Yeah, a good client. They started with testing the waters, keenly watching him through the monitor and feeling him through the grip they currently had on him to see how the admission landed. His fingers spasmed on their legs, and he ducked his head a little. It was difficult to tell, but they were pretty sure the tips of his ears had darkened in a blush. That's... I'm glad to hear it, he said. And yeah, that definitely sounded like he was flustered. Crowley grinned. Honestly, one of my favorite clients, they drawled, perhaps laying it on a bit thick, but it was worth it for the way he turned his head to press the side of his face into their thigh. His skin was noticeably warm. Surely not, he mumbled, sounding almost scandalized. Crowley tamped down the urge to squirm from the feel of his jawline, rubbing against the sensitive skin of their inner thigh, the teasing puff of warm breath. Fuck, now was not the time to be getting horny. Look, I'm getting paid to lie back and let a bloke with great hands give me what's basically a nice spa treatment to my lower half. What's not to laugh about that? Fell huffed a small laugh that made Crowley break out in goose pimples. I think you've answered your own question, he said. It's very strange, I know. I've seen far stranger, trust me, Crowley parried and gave him a gentle knock on his back with a heel for good measure. 
enjoyed Stranger, too. Honestly, and you know, this isn't me trying to upsell you or anything, cause this is far more expensive. I'm just genuinely curious. I've wondered why you haven't asked to hire me for a full boyfriend experience. Seems like what you're after. Fel's full body cringe had Crowley's itching again to grab hold with more than just their legs. I've tried that before, he admitted, or small, with someone else. Crowley winced in preemptive sympathy. I take it that didn't go well. Fell shook his head bravely against their leg. I'm too difficult to work with for something like that. Difficult how? Crowley prodded with both their tone and a few bounces of their hair. I'm not good at acting like a boyfriend. Sounding like one. And don't... Look like one, he said, like he was admitting to having committed grievous bodily harm or something equally criminal. Crowley pulled an incredulous face at that load of utter bollocks and felt, on the whole, a bit cheated that Fell wasn't able to appreciate it. They absolutely had not had anything like... Afraid the sex worker would reject him if they could see him on their list of possible reasons for why he kept favoring this particular setup. Like he was some weird version of an ostrich keeping not his own head in the sand to hide, but everyone else's. Fuck, they really hoped whoever it was who'd burned him no longer worked for the club, because if they did... Crowley was going to hunt them down for sport. First of all, they said hotly, whoever told you that doesn't have eyes or ears or nerve endings for that matter. Saying that first, cause I don't want you to misunderstand me when I say that they also absolute shit at their job. Cause, sure... Not every client is going to ring your bell, more here than maybe elsewhere, since there's a lot more opportunity for both sides to match up as they like. But even if that's the case, you don't say it. Satan's hairy ballsack, if you're not compatible with a client, just decline future requests. Point them towards someone else who you know likes their type. Be a damn professional about it, is my point. Have an ounce of class and fellow human feeling, for fuck's sake. My dear, it's getting a little difficult to breathe, Fat said, sounding reluctantly amused and, whoops, a little breathless. Crowley realized, in the course of their diatribe, they tightened their grip on him in angry outrage. My bad, they croaked and loosened up a bit. Like hell were they going to let go, though. Not unless he said he wanted them to. But, you know, have a think about all of that. I'd be glad to have someone like you as a boyfriend. It was only after it was out of their mouth that they realized they'd completely failed to take on any sensible qualifiers like for pay. Would it be more or less mortifying if they tried to do so now? Or would it come out sounding just as doth protesting too much, as it absolutely would be? Not that it was at all reasonable to think they knew him well enough to really judge that sort of desire objectively, but... Well, they'd not say no to an opportunity to give the whole thing a straightforward go of it. As it was, they were just mercenary enough to have no qualms getting paid for the privilege of getting to know him better first. 
that's quite kind of you to say, he said quietly and stroked his hand up and down the thigh. But I hope you'll understand if I'm having trouble believing your assessment. Which part? Crowley challenged. You've got a nice voice, what I've heard of it so far. Got the pampering part of being a boyfriend down pat. Gorgeous body, they said with a demonstrative squeeze. And the angle isn't great, but you're not too shabby in the face either. I... what? Fats pluttered voice pitching up in alarm as he sat up and looked around wildly. Yeah, Crowley drawled. I got the impression you forgot about the cameras. All skimmed the privacy waivers in the paperwork. There's a lot of it, I know. He finally spotted the camera overhead, visible if you were looking for it, but rather discreet if you weren't, with the way it fit into the well of the light fixture. His upturned face was an absolute picture of belated, embarrassed realization, odds like mouth and darkened cheeks and wide eyes. Hi, Crowley said cheekily. Okay, yeah, upgrading to ridiculously pretty in the face. Now I've gotten a proper look. You've been able to see me this whole time, he eked out, sounding and looking like he was caught between horror and wonder. Yep, I mean, mostly. The view is optimized for logistics and safety. Make sure you're not trying to slip me a raw one if it's not been pre-negotiated, or that I don't accidentally kick you in the bollocks, not to be a peep show. But enough that I can say honestly, there's at least four other people I can think of on my side of things who'd love the chance to fight over you to take on as a client. But, you know, I'm calling dips. Dips? He echoed shrilly, like the idea of Anyone choosing him, much less multiple people, was completely outrageous. Crowley shrugged, then remembered he couldn't see it and reiterated coolly. Dips, saw you first, didn't I? For some reason, that made him scowl up into the camera. I have been, he said with crisp, bitchy precision, in enough failed relationships and on enough failed dates to know better than to buy into whatever whatever attempt at stroking my ego this is. I'm prepared to accept that that you don't find my proclivities of putting, but it really is a bridge too far to expect me to believe you find me attractive. Well, I'm finding it hard to believe that you're so shit at picking dates that not one person you've been out with has told you that you are attractive. You know, objectively. I'm not gonna pretend you're everyone's type. No one is everyone's type. But come on. They crunched through a few aggrieved, incredulous noises. No one, really. Look, special clause on the boyfriend experience. Let me look at your profile and potential matches on whatever dating apps you're on and get you better sorted. Something in their rambling must have convinced him they weren't just talking out their ass, because Feld's expression slackened back into something more pensive. That's... He started and then ducked his head and cleared his throat before looking back up again at the camera lens, brow slightly furrowed. You asked earlier what was wrong. I've been trying my hand at dating again. 
after quite some time. It's not going well. Oh shit, are you fresh off a bad date? Crowley demanded. He winced and nodded. Look, is it all right if I come through? They asked, already bracing themselves to wriggle further down. His eyes widened and he looked back down to the opening in the wall. Um, yes, he said. Can you even fit? Yeah, yeah, just, um, help me get my legs round your waist and brace me so I don't land on my head, they said, pulse kicking up with nerves and excitement. He wobbled an affirmative and then took hold of their waist, scooting back on the stool as they rearranged their grip on him and started wriggling further out. They had a wobbly moment when Crowley realized they wouldn't be able to keep both arms down by their sides and fit their shoulders through, but Fell helped them get a grip on his shoulder with the one they could stick through and then walked his hands up their ribcage as he slithered the rest of the way out and helped lift as Crowley awkwardly pulled themselves upright to sitting in his lap. They blew out a relieved breath and grinned down at him. He was even better looking from up close, and without the flattening filter of a security camera. Hi, they said again, and loosely draped their arm over his shoulders. Easier to talk this way, yeah? Anyway, sorry you got dumped. Whoever it was, zero taste. And fuck whatever tosser made you think you're not attractive enough to even hire a boyfriend. Fucking liar. Like I said, I'd be your boyfriend if you want. Except for when, occasionally, I'd be your... Uh, fuck. I actually hate all the terms out there right now that are popular. Your non-binary friend... Not completely unheard of for me to be a girlfriend, but it's pretty rare. So, mostly boyfriend. Fell's hands were still wrapped firmly around the outside of their ribcage, and from the tension in his thighs, Crowley thought he was still bracing against the floor too. He was staring up at them like he was having some sort of religious experience. Hopefully a good one. Something overwhelming, at any rate. You! he exclaimed, in what sounded like recognition, and then blushed scarlet and squeezed his eyes shut. <laughs> Me? Crowley parried back gamely. You've seen me elsewhere in the club or something? No, I... He said, and then giggled a little with obvious nerves. I almost requested you for a boyfriend experience. But I... I was too scared to, after the last absolute nightmare. So I did this instead. And still ended up with me, Crowley cried. That's a trip. You use a different alias, Fed said, only faintly accusing. He was starting to relax, hands sliding down to rest in the dip of Crowley's waist, and expression smoothing out. Yeah, that's the whole gender thing. When I'm doing other stuff... That's got to be taken into account more thoroughly. But when I'm just a pair of legs and a cunt with a slightly larger clit, then it can just be about genital preference. So, a separate alias with a question mark in the gender tick box to retain the mystique and to gain access to a larger client pool, they added. Not a little wry. It doesn't bother you? he asked, 
an adorable little devil appearing between her sprouts. No, not me, Crowley said, before he could twist himself into a knot. Cause it's not like I'm not sometimes, you see. And I can't hear what's being said if the client refers to me the wrong way on a particular day. It's kind of like shredding us gender on both sides of the wall. Honestly, I think the ambiguity of it all is part of the draw for some of my regulars. I just thought you had very nice legs. That's a primly. A leg man, huh? A bit, he admitted, and with a deep breath added, and feet. Really? Crowley asked, delighted. Oh, then I'm extremely curious why you haven't fucked any part of me yet. Cause, like I said, I'm a big fan of what you do already, but I'm approximately 95% leg, and that's literally almost all you can see in this setup. And just to have it out there, I'm all about giving a foot job or getting a good thigh fucking. Do you like everything bare? Are you a fan of a bit of dress up? Stockings? Socks and garters. Or, uh, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Fell shook his head slightly, the motion looking a little distracted. He was back to staring at them like he was witnessing something wonderfully unbelievable. There was a tiny smile tugging at the corners of his mouth, and little crow's feet were crinkling to life around his eyes. You aren't having me on about any of it, are you? he said, sounding a little breathless. Nope, Crowley confirmed, starting to feel unaccountably shy in the face of so much transparent amazement, and what looked a lot like burgeoning adoration. Would love to do all sorts of things with you. I really like that, he said, hushed, his eyes developing a suspicious shame. Great, Grant, Crowley confirmed, and slipped a hand up the back of his head to guide his face into their neck. He took up the offer immediately, pressing close and sliding his arms around their back to cling. Proper boyfriend experience next time. I'll be looking forward to it. I've got some knots in my back you wouldn't believe. And for the record, of all the lotions and body butters you've tried out on me, I like the smell of the stuff you did time before last best. Bells snickered into their neck and burrowed closer. Duly noted, my dear, he rasped. Crowley settled further into the hug, since it seemed Fell needed a moment to collect himself. They amused themselves by confirming his ridiculous curls were just as feathery soft as they looked when gliding between their fingers, and what when they squeezed him close, he felt just as softly sturdy under all his layers of clothing as they'd been idly hoping. After about five minutes, though, they cast a sharp eye to the clock on the wall and drummed their fingers between his shoulder blades. Hey, you never said earlier, they prompted quietly. Is there anything else you want to do today that would help cheer you up? Fell sighed hard enough for Crowley to feel a bit like they were riding the swell of a wave, pressed as close as they were. Not really, he murmured, sounding tired but peaceful. This is 
All I've really wanted, out of any of it, just to be close to someone and not feel like I was imposing. Crowley scowled and tightened their arms around his shoulders, the hand cradling the back of his skull. We have got to find you some better dates, they muttered darkly. So you've said, he said, lips buzzing the skin of their neck and tone sounding far too amused. It's quite Gallant of you, if lacking in business sense, trying to ensure your favorite client won't need your services any longer. Though, I suppose, that's part of what makes it so gallant. I'll have to start paying money for a good spa day instead of earning it, Crowley lamented with a performative groan. Though, in actuality, the idea of not seeing Fell anymore did cause a not insignificant zing of horror to pinch their insides tight. Hmm, it's too bad I can date you, Fell said absently, and then tensed up and added in too bright tone, Not that I'd ever be so Gosh, as to ask, of course. Good Lord, what an imposition that must be for you when clients get too attached and make things awkward. He tittered as Crowley felt him cringe in on himself. Crowley rolled his eyes. Steady on. I'm not offended. I know you're not serious. They thumped him on the back for good measure. Oh, good, he said, still sounding strangled. And Crowley wasn't sure what it was in either his tone or his posture that twigged it, but suddenly they wondered if they didn't have the wrong end of the stick on what the source of his embarrassment was. With a tiny frown, they said slowly, Though, of course, I probably wouldn't be offended, even if you were serious. Cause you don't seem like the type who'd think asking me on a date meant you wouldn't have to put any work in on building a new relationship. Or who'd assume that if we did start dating... I'd obviously need to give up my job. Oh, well, my second part-time job. For the sake of transparency. No, of course not, Fell said breathlessly, fingers spasming into Crowley's skin as he seemed to be holding himself back from clutching them tighter. What a cat I would have to be to... To assume you wouldn't deserve proper effort and care, or that you would need to change your career for the sake of a partner. Say, there you are then, wouldn't be offended, if you asked. Of course, I'd hope if you did, in a completely hypothetical situation, of course, that you'd wait a bit so I'd have an easier time trusting you weren't just asking because you're high on the effects of a world-class hawk and probably not in the middle of a session. Awkward, that. Oh, quite. How, um, how would you like to be asked in this completely hypothetical situation, if someone wasn't sure how best to get a hold of you to do the asking, apart from the uh, logistics of booking sessions. Crowley drummed their fingers against Fat's back and searched for an answer, because that was an excellent question. 
There were a lot of safety rules at this particular club that made exchanging personal numbers via the booking app strictly forbidden, and they weren't so sure about any of this that they wanted to risk either of them getting blacklisted from the pay-to-play sections of the club. You know what I like to do? They asked suddenly, and then didn't wait for Fanny to answer. Watch the ducks on Saturday mornings around nine o'clock-ish in St. James Park. Like to grab a coffee from that stand near the palace and then find a bench and watch the feathery bastards try and hustle bread from the tourists. They felt Fell's mouth move against their neck. He sounded like he was smiling when he said, Is that most Saturdays or one in particular? Um, most, Crowley admitted, realizing as they said it how uncool it made them seem. It didn't matter if Fell assumed this was just a normal Saturday routine being co-opted, or if he suspected it was specifically engineered. Either way, they betrayed they were that ready and willing to wait. That's very good to know, he said warmly. I think I might like to visit the ducks myself this coming Saturday. It sounds lovely. Mm, all right, maybe we'll... Uh, See each other there, Crowley said, despairing a little that, suddenly, they were blushing hot enough there was no way Fell wouldn't be able to notice. I dearly hope so, Fell said, and tipped his chin to press a tiny, chaste kiss to Crowley's wildly fluttering pulse point. <coughs> said Crowley, and held on gamely until the session time expired and they could start counting down the hours until Saturday. The end.